limitations in Jesus' name. I think over the past month, we know that um, limitations is bad. Is limitations good? No. Anything that limits you in a negative way is a bad thing. And God will continue to break limitations in our lives in Jesus' name. Let's open the book of Exodus chapter 13, verse 14b. Exodus 13, 14b. Exodus 13, verse 14. And he says, By strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of bondage. By strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt. By strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt. My own version, verse 14 B says in my version, it says, with a strong hand, the Lord brought us out from Egypt, from the house of bondage. So it takes a special hand of God to bring you out of where you are, to where God wants you to be. You know, one thing I realize is the fact that God wants to help us and the way by which God helps us is by using his hand. Our topic is the hand of God. The way by which God helps us is by his hand. From that passage you just read, which is a very simple one, we can see there that they are seeing what God has done for them. They are saying, God, with a strong hand, you brought us out of Egypt, out of bondage. And if you look back, you realize that they have been in bondage for over 400 years. So it's not something that they were there for five days and left. So we need, you need a strong hand to bring you out of bondage. I realize one thing. Egypt represents something that was very bad for the Israelites. First of all, it represented a place of slavery. And a slave does not have any rights. Egypt represented a place of lack. Because in Egypt, they could not own their own places. In Egypt, they could not own their own mansions. They could not own their own business. They were subject to what Pharaoh provided for them. A place of bondage is a place where you do not own your own things. And from now on, that's not a portion in Jesus' name. Egypt represented a place where they were moved against their will. They didn't have a day of rest. If you look at the scriptures before you know, Moses wrote them down, you could tell that the Sabbath day was a day of rest for the Israelites. But because of the bondage they were in, I don't believe Pharaoh gave them rest. A place of bondage is a place of lack of rest. And the Bible says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. What will happen? And I will give you rest. So when someone is in bondage, they don't have rest. Any place where there is no peace, there is no rest. And from now on, the prince of peace will come and rule over your life and your heart in Jesus' name. Egypt was a place of war. They had to fight war. They had to fight for their rights. But one thing is the fact that when God decides to bring you out of bondage, there's nothing the devil can do. And from now on, for those that are in bondage, God will bring you out of those limitations and bondage in Jesus' name. God will break every limitation in your life and my life in Jesus' name. See, one thing is the fact that human beings come with some level of limitations. Human beings come with some level of limitations. And it depends on what you have broken out of. But let's read our introduction. It says here, it says the hand of God is very powerful. It is so powerful that it cannot be quantified with numbers. His hand alone delivered the children of Israel from Egypt. Notice that he did not say God's arm, but his hand. 
His hand is very powerful. One hand is enough to wipe out every enemy. Exodus 13, 16b. And we just read that. Oh, that's the next verse, 16b. It says, it shall be as a sign on your hand and as frontlets on your forehead. For with a strong hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt. With a strong hand. You realize that the Egyptians were very fetish. The Egyptians were not normal people. <laughs> Do you know that um, even the sometimes when you see all these movies, you, you see that the Egyptians they had some level of fetishness to them. The level of development they had in those days did not come normally. They came, it came from a place where the enemy ruled through their hands. That's why they were the number one, number one power back in that day. He said the hand of God breaks limitations. Limitations, bondage, lack, and satanic oppression bows to the hand of God. Anything that you can imagine bows to the hand of God. Tell your neighbor, everything you can imagine bows to the hand of God. God is in charge. See, there's no place where God is not in charge if you allow him to be in charge. God is the master of the universe. He owns everything. But he's a gentleman. He doesn't force himself on you. If you let him be the master of your life, he will rule your life aright. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. God is in the business of working wonders. And he wants to use you as an epitome for breaking limits. God wants to use you as an example as those that have broken limits. He wants your life to be an advantage and add to other people to show that if God can do it for this brother, he can do it for you. I heard the testimony of a woman that lost her husband 20 years ago. I mean, <laughs> she lost her husband many years ago. 20 years ago. She has been a widow for 20 years. On her birthday, a man called. He said, ah, madam, I have a present for you. The man said, sure. He said, can I please bring the present to you? The man said, sure. As he got there, he said, madam, I am the present. <laughs> Nigerian man. He said what? <laughs> he said, I'm the present. Will you marry me? Now, if God can give a woman that is past her prime a husband, God can do it for a younger single woman, am I right? Or a single man. So the hand of God is there to shine light that whatever can happen to one person can happen to what? Another person. I went to another place again, another program in November in Houston. And in that program, one woman came out. This woman was old. She came and she said, in my age, God gave me a husband. Everybody was shocked. Sir, if you see that woman, that woman was old. So if God can do it for an older woman, God can do it for you. It means that the hand of God is there to advertise his wonders and say, you know what? I'm using shown for my wonders. If I can use shown for my wonders, I can use you as well for my wonders. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. God is in the business of walking wonders. Doing wonders without end. There's one passage that I read. Let's open to Job. Let's leave our hand in that passage and go to Job chapter 5. I used to read, I read that passage a lot. I meditate on Job chapter 5, verse 9. Job 5, 9. Job 5, 9. He said, Who does great and inscrutable? Wonders without number. There's one that says wonders without end. God does wonders without end. And I pray that God will give us understanding in that area in Jesus' name. 
the hand of God is here to deliver you. Now raise your hand and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare that your hand will deliver me from every slavery in the name of Jesus, from every bondage in Jesus' name. Amen. And he says here, he wants to use you as an abitum for breaking limits and doing the audible. This can be done by the hand of God. Isaiah 41.10. Isaiah 41.10. Isaiah 41.10 states, he says, do not fear, for I am with you. Let's read together. One, two, ready, go. Fear not, for I am with Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, what? I will help you. I will uphold you with what? With my righteous right hand. So there are different things that God does with his right hand and the left hand. But God says here, he said, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The hand of God will uphold you in Jesus' name. So God is saying to you, fear not. Don't be afraid of what is coming by you. It cannot be greater than God. If you have a bill that is due, that cannot be greater than God. God can use different and myriad ways of solving your problem. And from now on, for those that are struggling financially, God will give you victory in Jesus' name. God will give you victory in Jesus' name. See, God wants to come to a place where you have zero financial concern. God wants to bring our children to a place where we have zero financial concern. God wants to bring you to a realm where you have zero financial concern. And the hand of God will make that happen for us in the name of Jesus. Amen. And if you look at that one, one more passage, that same place, Isaiah 39. Verse 31. It says, But those, Isaiah 39, 31, who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run. Isaiah 40, excuse me, 31. My bad. Isaiah 40, 31. Sorry. They shall run with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You are in a place of waiting. And God is saying, as you are waiting, your strength is being renewed. You are in a place of waiting. And what is God saying? Your strength is renewed. He said they shall mount up with wings as eagles. And if you see eagles, brethren, you know eagles are different kinds of animals. Do you know eagles are not chickens? Eagles are not this kind of animal that you kill for Christmas. <laughs> no, 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 no. Eagles, you know eagles marry. Eagles, they have male eagle and female eagles. They marry. They have children together. <laughs> they live like, see, eagles are so... They are so wise and so strong that even something like an America can adopt them as a national bird. You can't adopt a weak animal as your, your, as your national symbol. Have you seen the chickens? Have you seen that one before? Chickens are edible, but have you seen people name their country or their team after that? No, because the Bible says they shall mount up with wings as eagles. The wings of an eagle is strong. The wings of an eagle is what? Strong. God wants you to be strong. So no matter what you are going through, you are saying, God, what's going on? God, I've been going through this for the past couple of years. God is saying, I want you to be strong. You are asking God, why have I been going through the same thing over and over again? What is going on? God is saying, I want you to be strong. He said, they shall matter with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. There's nobody that runs that is not tired. But God is saying here that when you run, you will not be weary. And he said, they shall walk and not 
faint. From now on, I declare supernatural grace over your life in Jesus' name. The grace of God comes down on you afresh in the name of Jesus. The power of God comes down on you afresh in Jesus' name. The hand of God is very important. Now, the hand of God is not your hand. Your hand is limited. I can only do a few things. I can carry things with my hand. I can maybe sweep with my hand. What else can I do? I can drive with my hand. I can beat with my hand. <laughs> there are many things I can do, but my hand is limited. But when you partner with God, God's hand on your hand can do mighty things. God's hand on your hand, you lay hands on the sick and they recover. God's hand on your hand, you touch something and it prospers. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. So what are the characteristics of God's hand? Number one, God's hand brings wonders. Let's go back to our Exodus 3.18. God's hand brings wonders. Now I want to ask you people, what is the definition of wonder? Can someone tell me the definition of what a wonder is? What does wonder mean? Exodus 3.18. It says, they shall listen to your voice and you shall come and, and you shall come and you and the elders of Israel to the king of Egypt and you must say to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Therefore, now let us go. We ask you three days journey and into the wilderness so that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. However, I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not even under a forceful hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all my wonders. So what does wonder mean? He said, I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my Wonder. So, what does wonder mean? Can somebody here give us a definition of what a wonder is? What is wonder? Something spectacular. Thank you, ma'am. Something miraculous. Something peculiar. I hear surprise. Something unexpected. Yes. You know, the Bible says when the enemy comes as a flood, God will raise up what? A standard against them. That's a wonder. Bible says when you go out and you and you come in, he said it's blessed. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28, 12. He said you'll be a lender, not a borrower. He said you'll be a lender, what? That's a wonder. Let me tell you, in most parts of the world, they want you to be a borrower. But God is saying you'll be what? A lender. So wonder has been defined by you guys. A wonder is something awesome. Something great that God does. It's a surprise. Like, wow, God can do this for me. He said, I will strike it with all my wonders, which I will perform in their midst. And after that, he will let you go. See, many of you are going through things. What you need is the wonders of God to deliver you from that place where you are. You need the wonders of God. Until God's wonders show up, sometimes the enemy does not want to let you go. And I command from now on that everything you need to be delivered from where you are, the wonders of God shows up for you in Jesus' name. The wonder of God shows up for you in the name of Jesus. If you see the next verse, verse 21, it says, I will give these people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it will come to pass that when you go, you will not go empty-handed. When God works wonders, there's something that happens with wonders. Restoration comes. Favor comes with wonders. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. God's hand brings wonders. God's hand brings wonders. And God's hand from now on will bring wonders to your life in Jesus' name. 
God's hand will bring wonders to your life in Jesus' name. God's hand will bring wonders to your life in Jesus' name. The one time I was interviewing for a job, one job like that, I was interviewing for the job. And you know that's why it's good to have the Holy Spirit. So I was interviewing for the job, and that job is a very technical job. I was like, God, what do I do? So the night before, I was getting ready because it was a face-to-face interview. This some time back. I was getting ready. This is now told me, he said, go and Google questions to ask during the interview. <laughs> what is that you do? Go and Google questions to ask what? During the interview. So I did that, and as I was, I was like, God, I was kind of nervous because all those technical interviews, they can throw a lead field question at you. One question you don't understand at all. He said, go and Google questions about interview. That's questions to ask people during interview. So I Google some questions to ask interviewers. So I, I just printed the questions and I went for the interview. So as a certain day, the man was talking about what the job entails, this is what the job entails, you have to do this, you have to do that, you do this one, you do that one. And I said, do you have any questions? They said, ask the first question. So I put on the first question. <laughs> I just asked the guy the first question about the job. He answered I asked him the second question. He answered. I asked him the, <laughs> I asked him the third question. What happened? He answered. I asked him the fourth question. By the time we finished the question on the paper that I gave him, the time was up. <laughs> the time was up. So the person that was with me said, well, you have interviewed him. What do you want? Do you want to give him the job? They said, you know what? We will give this guy this job. But where did he come from? The Holy Spirit, he said, go and Google questions on what to ask what an interviewer. That's what I, I didn't, if the man asked me, you know what the Holy Spirit did? He shifted me to what I was comfortable with. So instead of the man interviewing me, I was interviewing him. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. See, when God works wonders, he turns you to a wonder. When God works wonders, he surprises you. Raise your hand and say, Father, from now on, I take pleasant surprises from you in my business in my family, in my personal life, I take surprises from you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. God wants to work wonders in your life. And the first thing that the hand of God does is that he brings wonders. Wonders without end. Wonders without end. Brethren, it's possible for God to work wonders that what has taken you 10 years to do in this country, in only one day, you will take as much more than you can ever imagine. That's the wonders of God. The wonders of God can bring a business to you that if you have gone around the world to seek it, you won't have found it. That's the wonders of God. The wonders of God can open doors for you that you do not expect. The wonders of God can bring promotion to you. The wonders of God can bring scholarships to you. The wonders of God can bring restoration to you. I pray wherever you need the wonders of God in your life, it will show up in Jesus' name. It will show up in the name of Jesus. The second characteristic of the hand of God is that it causes your voice to be heard. It causes your voice to be heard. So that you will stand before kings and, not be, and before great men. It causes your voice to be heard. If you look at that place, Darumi, as it Darumi, the book of Exodus, Chapter 12. Let's open book of Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. 
sorry, Exodus chapter 13, excuse me, Exodus chapter 13, verse 14. Exodus 13, verse 14. And he said, what is this that you shall say to him? Exodus 13, 14. He said, with a strong hand, the Lord brought us out from Egypt, from the house of bondage. With a strong hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, from the house of bondage. There's one passage that I have here, but I'll find it. But in that passage, when I saw is the fact that when Moses was speaking to God, God told Moses, he said that when you go there, Moses will hear you. See, one thing is that God has to touch your voice so that people can hear you. Your voice will be heard in Jesus' name. See, when your voice is heard, you don't have to struggle for podium. When your voice is heard, you don't have to struggle with your business. From now on, God will cause your voice to be heard in Jesus' name. See, I've seen many people that are very talented that don't have as much platform as people that are not talented. I've seen many people that don't have... You know, I went, I was in a church last Sunday and the woman preached, to be honest with you, that preaching was very simple if you are a pastor, if you want to gauge preaching. But when she finished preaching, the amount of response that woman got, you tell that that woman is carrying grace. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. So when God wants to put his hand on you, it's not by power or by might. You know, many of us have been thinking in our mindset that I must work 100% hard. Yes, you must. But there's a level of the hand of God that you need to push you forward. And from now on, the hand of God will cause your voice to be heard in Jesus' name. Moses was brought back to Egypt for his voice to be heard to deliver the children of Israel. Number three, the creation of the God's hand. He said, the hand of God brings favor and causes you to be admired, rewarded in such a way that you will be shocked. Rewarded in such a way that you'll be what? Shocked. Exodus 3, 21. The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way and by night in a pillar of what? Fire to give them light so that they might travel by day and by night. He did not remove the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. He did not remove the, fire, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night before the people. And Exodus 12, 36 says here, it says, And the Lord gave the people favor, Exodus 12, 36, in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they gave them what they requested. Thus, they plundered the Egyptians. I want to tell you something, that there's something called a mantle of favor. A mantle of what? When people see you, they like you. You know, the Bible says that when a man will please the Lord, his enemy will be at peace with him. When you have favor, your enemies are at peace with you. When the favor of God is on you, God protects you and gives you what you need for life and godliness. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. May God give us understanding in the name of Jesus. The hand of God is one that brings favor. And God will give us the fullest of favor in Jesus' name. See, what, favor is a mystery that can be understood by God. When you have the favor of God, what takes people 10 years to achieve can take you one day to achieve. That's the favor of God. Favor of God can bring you into wealth very quickly. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Number four, the hand of God works with your hand so that when you lay hands on the sick, what will happen? They will recover. It forms a partnership with your hands. That is why Moses can stretch his hand and the Red Sea parted. John 14, Exodus 14, 21, excuse me. Exodus 14, 21. 
Exodus 14, 21. He said, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land. You know, many of us think that when Moses stretched out his hand, the sea just moved like that. Wow. But what did God say here? He said, God, go back, and said, Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all what? That night and made the sea dry land so that the waters were divided. As they were running, God said, Moses, stretch your hand. Moses like, to do what? He said, stretch your hand. He stretched his hand, and the sea divided. You know, it seems like, wow, like, the sea was divided. But you have to realize something. That sea is deep, am I right? So God had to even put ground for them to walk on. Sea is what? Deep. So when God divided the sea, he had to put ground for them to walk on. So as God divided the sea, he put ground for them to walk on. So for those that are going through things, through a siege, I command from now on that the sea will part for you in Jesus' name. That sea will part for you in the name of Jesus. That sea will part for you in Jesus' name. For those that are going through one situation or the other, the sea will part for you in Jesus' name. Every siege over your life is over in the name of Jesus. Every siege over your life is over in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you see verse 27 of that 14, verse 27. 14, 27. He says there, and I like that. He says, so Moses stretched forth his hand again over the sea, and the sea returned to his normal place. And when the morning appeared, why the giants fled against it? So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians. What you are running from, we overthrow those that are chasing you in Jesus' name. What you are running from, we overthrow those that are chasing you in the name of Jesus. Many of us have been running on our lives. We ran away from Nigeria. They are still chasing us here. Not me. They are still chasing some people here. <laughs> But what you are running from, from now on, I speak peace in the name of Jesus. You know, the Bible says I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. Galatians 2.20. But Christ, I what? See, you have come to a point in your mindset that nothing can attack me. Because I carry the favor of God. Nothing can attack me because the hand of God is on my life. See, when you have that understanding and that mindset, God will continue to protect you. When the enemy comes to you and attacks you, you will tell the enemy, Get out because the greater one lives inside of me. And his name is Jesus. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. May God give us understanding in the name of Jesus. So when your hands form passing with God, you can lay hands on the sick and they are healed. You can part the Red Sea. And one thing I want to mention about favor before we continue is that favor is a mindset. What is favor? Favor is a mindset. It's a mindset that I carry the special grace of God. I carry the special wisdom of God. Nothing can stop me. I carry the unction of God. Where I go, I am favored. Where I go, I am admired. And every veil covering everybody's face is torn into pieces in Jesus' name. Every veil covering everybody's face is torn into pieces in the name of Jesus. Now, what are the keys to unlocking God's hand? The keys to unlocking God's hand can be found in Exodus 13, 1 to 3. The keys to unlocking God's hand can be found in Exodus 13, 1 to 3. It says, then, the Lord spoke to Moses and said, Satisfy unto me all the firstborns. The firstborn of every womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it is mine. And he says, Moses says to the people, remember this day in which you came out from Egypt, out of the house of what? Bondage, for by strength and of the hand of the Lord brought you from this place. Nothing leavened shall be eaten. He said, by strength, by hand of God, brought out this place. From that passage, you can see three things there. First of all, 
you must be sanctified. He says, sanctify unto me all the firstborn. You are the firstborn of God. Sanctify to me all the firstborn of every womb. The second thing he says here, he said, consecrate yourself to God. And the last thing, if you see verse 3, he said, remember the works of God. And that's thanksgiving. The key to unlocking God's hand is sanctification. God does not help people that are not in his court. God does not help people that are not serving him correctly. May God help us in Jesus' name. God does not help people that are not serving him correctly. For those that are still wishy-washy, see, dearly darling, I pray that God will give us the grace to serve him correctly in the name of Jesus. Amen. And he says, number one, what are the keys to unlocking God's hand? Number one is seeking the face of God. Seeking the face of God. The Bible says, early in the morning will I seek you. Seeking the face of God. Second Chronicles 2, 26 to 5. 26, 5. Can someone read that for me? Second Chronicles 26, 5. Seeking the face of God. And it says, and he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the vision of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, what happened? God made him to prosper. As long as he sought God, God made him to prosper. As you seek God, God will make you prosper in Jesus' name. As you seek God, he will make you prosper in the name of Jesus. Number two, for finances by giving offerings, tithes, first fruits, giving to the poor. Luke 6, 38. He said, give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down, shake it together and run over. Shall men give unto your bosom. Guys, brethren, I want you to understand something. That you are in 2020, you are in a new decade. Things must change. Please, have this mindset that I can't remain the same where I am again. Please, be tired of where you are. You know, until when you are restless of where you are, you can't move forward. Look at Esau. God, um, Isaac told Esau. He said, when you are restless, he said the yoke will be broken. When you are restless. Please, from now on, have a mindset that I can't remain the same place where I am. I must move forward. And for those that are seeking to move forward, God will move you forward in Jesus' name. And you can move forward by first seeking the face of God. For you to get the hand of God, I think we said that on Sunday, you must first have what? The face of God. You seek the face of God. You seek the face of God. Number two, for finances, by giving offerings. See, brethren, there must be a list of amount of money you give for your offering. You must plan your giving. You come one day, you give one dollar. You come another day, you give 50 cents. You give based on what God has given you. See, you give based on the amount God has given you. How do I say it? You give based on the ratio of what God has given you. There are some offerings. You know the widow, when she gave her might, just commented and said, wow, this woman has given a lot. Some people cannot give the widow's might and get the same commendation from God because there is a level of giving you must give for your life to make sense. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. See, let me tell you something, brethren. Deliverance, if you want to be delivered from the snare of the father, you pray and fast. If you want to have financial freedom, it's by giving. It's by what? Tell your neighbor, give. You're not saying it's conviction. Say give. And you give on good ground. If you want to see financial toll around, what do you do? If you're always getting, there's a problem. Bible says it's better to give than to what? Receive. For you to change levels financially, what must you do? Give in the level of what God has given you. 
You can't come to church, forgive me, and not even give anything. You know what? Um, I think Bishop Edo Boy said it one time that he didn't have money to give. He said that day he swept the church. He said, God, this is my what? <laughs> this is my offering. He picked up, picked up trash. This is my what? Offering. You can't come to God empty handed. I know if you are tired of financial struggle. If you are tired, raise your hand. Or maybe it's just me. <laughs> From now on, we enter into overflow in Jesus' name. You know, I'm getting my PhD in this part. Financial overflow. I'm getting my PhD in it. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. What am I trying to say here, guys? For you to overcome financial struggle, you must give in commensurate to what God has given you. That Jesus said one time that when he used to sow tie, you know, to people, he said when people travel abroad, they bring for him. He said they'll bring tie. He said he got tired of tie. <laughs> he said he started sowing other things. He said after a while, he said, God, I've been sowing, I've not seen anything. God said, wait, wait, wait first. He said, by the time overflow came, he said he got tired of what he was getting back. See, when you give, in commerce to what God has given you, you will get more than you bargain for. Let's look at Psalm 41. Please, let's open Psalm 41 quickly. Please, open. If you have a Bible, turn to everybody, pay attention. No more surfing the internet. I'm seeing some people. Psalm 41, let's go, let's go. Psalm 41. Psalm 41. Psalm 41, verse 1. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you very much. He said the Lord will keep him what? Alive. Some givings keep you alive. See, verse 3, he said the Lord will sustain them on the sick bed. That means when they are sick, God will say, get up. Get out from here. You're not sick. See, when you have this mindset that I must be a giver, especially in the kingdom of God, God will bless you. God is shrewd. God is looking for people that he can entrust his money to. Everybody say, Father, make me your divine treasurer. As you make me your divine treasurer, I promise I will give in the name of Jesus. See, when you tell God what you want to do with his money, God will bless you. Jeroboam said that he wants to build a thousand churches. I said, God, I, I won't tell you what I, I, want to go to, I want to do for God. But when you decide to do something for God, God will bless you. And when God wants to bless you, God will challenge you financially. When God wants to bless you, what will he do? He will challenge you financially. You say, go and give that thing you have been saving there. And it's not the devil. You say, get behind me there. God says, it's not the devil, it's me. Go and what? <laughs> go and do it. And as you do it, God will bless you in Jesus' name. Please don't live your life as a getter. I'm only getting. I'm getting. No, I'm giving. I'm giving to change levels. You give to what? Change levels. Please, if you want to stop making $10 an hour for the next 30 years, you will start giving to change levels. I heard a man of God. He said something. He said that when you want to get to that realm of what you want, he said you give in that realm. So if you want to start getting the 1,000 flows, start giving $1,000. He said when you start giving, then you are entering to that what? That realm. It is spiritual. Money is spiritual. What is money? I know I'm like, people are quiet. I like it like that. Money is what? Money is spiritual. Money is blood. Blood money. Both ways. The blood of Jesus or the enemy's blood. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. For you to change levels financially, you must give. Even in the house of God. Even notice something. Why don't you buy it? If you know that, okay, this church, we need vacuum cleaner. 
you might not have that much money. You know what? I'm going to buy vacuum cleaner for the church. The church needs a new vacuum. If you see that something needs to be changed, you just do it quietly. And as you do it, God will bless you in Jesus' name. And one more thing, please. When you come to church, God does not want to be a bench warmer. You can't come to church and just sit down and be looking. <laughs> God wants you to come and walk in his vineyard. And as you walk in his vineyard, he will bless you in Jesus' name. As you walk in his vineyard, what will he do? He will bless you. You know, Bishop Yudipo was saying, I, I, give, I don't always kill Bishop Yudipo because I feel like God has blessed him with that realm of finances. That man is in that realm. He said, for someone like him, he can open his window and in the back of, and, he, and when he opens his window, what is he seeing? Helicopter. Helicopter. It can be the same for you. You know, I realize that people like that, they don't have two heads. There's one time I used to work in a luxurious apartment. And the job I was doing was a, a couple of years, this many, almost seven years ago now. In that place, a luxurious apartment in Bucket. You know, Bucket is one of the nicer parts of town. I used to walk there. And when I walk around, I would cry. Physically, I said, God, in the name of Jesus, these cars, these guys are driving. I will drive better. I'm crying, no. I say, God, mm -mm, no. I can never be poor. Tell your neighbor, I can never be poor. You're not saying with confusion. Maybe you're not sure. I can never, hell no, I can never be what? Be poor. <laughs> you know, when you hate something with a passion, it can never happen to you. I can never be sick. Tell your neighbor, I can never be sick. You're not saying with conviction. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I can never be mediocre. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. It's not my, I can never happen. In my generation, I can never be barren. Say it now. Never, never. I can never fail. <laughs> because God cannot fail. It's written in the word of God. I can never, it says in verse 11, 41 verse 11, it says, by this I know you favor me because my enemy does not triumph over me. Psalm 41 verse 10. I know you favor me because my enemy does not what? Triumph over me. Why am I stopping on this financial part? Because that's where many people need money. See, the major thing that people need in marriage is what? Is money. Most of the things that we need is what? Money. And God is saying for you to get money, you must give in that realm of what you want. And God will challenge you. If you are working with God well, God will challenge you financially. Our pastor said on Sunday that um, God hasn't given money. He said he only gave some amount. <laughs> he said the man gave only 500,000. He said what? One million. See, when God has to give you, God is not challenging you. God wants to increase you. You know, you, are, you have gained that, um, so that I'm staying more on this part, where a, a, maybe a mother asks a child for a candy. And the child is like, no, I'm not going to give you. But the mother has a jar of that candy behind her. When God wants to bless you, he will challenge you financially, guys. There's nobody that gives in a realm of giving that God does not bless and God does not protect. Givers are protected by God. There's, because if they are not giving, God knows that if these people go down, there's something that's going to happen. So God always protects people that are givers. He protects them. So when you attack a giver, God will attack you and your family. Because what? He knows that this person is doing my work. From now on, God will help us do his work in Jesus' name. For financially, give offerings. So you must come to a place. Say from now on, God, this amount, I can never give below this amount for my offering. It can never happen. This amount, I can't give below it. My tithes, I can't give below this one. That Jesus said, he said, he went to a place. And he said, when he got there, he saw that everybody here was just, ah, everybody looked very prosperous. He's like, God, what's going on here now? Ah, ah. He said, wait. He said, as he was there, 
in that meeting, one man came out and said, everybody give. And we're going to that realm in Jesus' name. He said, the amount of money you give, I will double it. Everybody in this place, what? He said, they wanted to show that man Pepe. They went, everybody gave to the fullest amount. He said, when they gave the man the tally, maybe one million or something, the man said, are you kidding me? Is this all you can give? He said that that day, he went and met that man. See, if you see somebody working for somebody, what do you do? You go and ask them questions. That's where I am. If I see somebody working for somebody, I'll say, bros, what are you doing? I beg, show me your secret. He went to meet the man. The man said that he was struggling financially. I said, God, you know what? From now on, God, I will keep 10%. What will you take? <laughs> That's crazy. Normally, that doesn't make sense. He said, I will keep 10%. You take 90%. He said, from there, God opened the doors of heavens. And from there, he stopped struggling. He said, the Jonas, he said, I've not gotten there, but he said, you know that I don't give 10%. That's the that deal. So God can bless you, but you must push yourself. Like, you know what? This realm that I want to enter into, I'm going to start giving in that realm. And you know what I realize is this. When you give the realm, God will, op- he will force the windows of heaven to open up to you. Now you go to a pastor, a man of God, and he says, sir, God has to sow this seed to you. That man of God, first of all, you look like, ah, ah. <laughs> who is this person? Everything that man of God is carrying, he will put it and say, you know what? God bless you. God put the doors for you. And that will force doors that are, not, that are supposed to be shut. He will force them open over your life. From now on, we give in higher realms in Jesus' name. None of us will struggle financially again in Jesus' name. Let's continue. Number three, praying in tongues combined with fasting. To move the hand of God, you must fast. You know, Psalm, uh, Matthew 17, 21. My, I want us to read together. Matthew 17, 21. Matthew 17, 21. One, let's read on the screen. One, two, ready, go. Stop. Let's read conviction. One, two, ready, go. Prayer and what? Say it again. I'll be it. This kind what? But by prayer and what? You can't love food and move forward. <laughs> some days, food must be your enemy. I know some of these things can be very heavy. But if you want heavy anointing and heavy blessing, you must enter heavy teaching. I'll be this kind going up, but by prayer and thank God we are, in a, we are in the situation where we are fasting now. Please take advantage of it. You can't eat all the time. Food will always be there. I mean, food doesn't go away. You know, sometimes, you know, I realize that sometimes when we are fasting, our food begins to smell nice. I mean, you know that. That's what I, when I'm fasting. That's when I start watching cooking shows. They will point the oil and put the, you know, chicken. I'll be missing out from the computer. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I was like, you know, in school, and we used to do some long fasts. There's one time in church here, we used to do like seven days fast every month. Seven days fast every month. I pray we get back to that. We used to do seven days. Yeah. Seven days fast every month. Seven days fast. Seven days fast. Seven days fast. For like five or six months. That time, it wasn't easy. I'm going to class. But the only thing that happens is that I'm watching cooking shows in my downtime. And the guy will now say, pour this oil. Pour this... Um. <laughs> I don't look at that. I say, ah. I say, go on, I break. I will finish these guys, man. I will eat a lot. <laughs> but what about fast? That fasting we show later. See, fast so you won't fast. See, when you fast now, you don't have to fast later for a situation because you're already fortified. Tell your neighbor, I am covered in the blood of Jesus. Raise your hand and say, Father, no evil shall be for me. Any arrow that comes near me goes back to their sender. Say, Father, over this church, any arrow over this church goes back to sender and their generation. In Jesus' name. Say, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Prayer and fasting. See, if your father, your, your older brother Jesus fasted, you have to fast. And fasting is in, in degrees. Please, you don't start fasting and you start doing 12 days fast. You kill yourself. You start small. You start, you break at 12. Am I right? After you've done it consistently, after a while, you know what? Let me do 3 p.m. I will skip breakfast and lunch. I will eat uh, maybe after lunch or post-lunch. From there, okay, I will break at 6 p.m. You must have a day in the week where you fast. Tell your neighbor, do you have a day in the week when you fast? You must have a day in the week when you what? It can be a Monday, it can be a Friday. You must say, Father, today is me and you. God will help us in Jesus' name. God will help us in Jesus' name. And when you fast, you pray in tongues. When you fast, what do you do? And but please, I want to also, for the next one, let us speak in tongues. Let's try this place up. If you can't speak in tongues, just say, God, fill me with the Holy Spirit now. It's very possible. La braze gada guagada. Shakoto le brazo godo. Le bragida gada. Zagwagada la braza gada. Let's press in one more minute. Ragegegegege. Zagwagada. Rogede brazo gado gadash. Le guagede bragada la gada. Rabagada la bragada. La brazo godo legede guagada. Ragwagada la bagada. Le bragodo. Zagwagodo. 30 seconds more. Zagwagodo la bragada legede. Shakoto legada. Zagwagada librazo godo logodo. Igede legwagada. La bragada. Show les open heavens here. Zagwagada la bragodo. Shakoto legede legede. Zigada la brazegede la guagada. Rabagada guagadelech. Egede gado gado. Igwagada brazagada. Rabagada lagada. Ten seconds more. Zegede legede gede. Zagada guagada. Shakoto legade bragodo lagada. Igada brazegede legada. I want to speak to be strengthened. Zagwagada la bragede legado gado lara. Shabragada lizagada. Zagwagede le bragodo lagada. Rabagada la bagodo. Legede gede gede gado. Igada gada gada gada. Ragwagada la bragodo. Zagwagada le bragada legede. Ragada la bagodo. In Jesus' name we have prayed. The Bible says in Isaiah 44, verse 25, He says He frustrates the tokens of liars. God here has said before you are open door. So for those that are here, any locked door is opened. Every closed heaven is opened. In the name of Jesus. Every locked door is opened. And God says in verse 3 of Isaiah 45, He says, I will give him treasures of darkness, hidden riches of secret places. As you sleep tonight, you will encounter God. God will show you secrets of financial sources. God will show you secrets of open doors. God will show you the secret of your life and give you insight into his word in the name of Jesus. When you pray and fast, you open a portal in the spirit man. You open the portal into the heavenlies. You go into a place where there's no time. You can see somebody, they prayed seven hours, they've not prayed. Because you enter into a place where there's no time. When you pray in the spirit, you enter into a place where God reigns. You enter into a place where the devil cannot understand you. You speak in mysteries. Speaking mysteries over your life and your business and your family. When you speak in tongues, you enter into a place and a realm where nobody can stop you. When you speak in tongues, you are entering into a place where God can put his hand for you and anoint you afresh. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. When you speak in tongues, you enter into a place where you become a strong man. Tell anybody I'm a strong man. Nothing can stop me. Nothing can attack me. 
Nothing can bulldoze me. Say with conviction, nothing can stop me. Anybody that attempts me again, we die. In the name of Jesus. Anybody that attempts the church, we die. In the name of Jesus. We have come to a place, and you are Ebenezer. In Jesus' name. You might ask why this guy is so hard. If you are not, if you are not hard on the devil, the devil will take you for granted. You must be hard on the devil. Tell the devil you are a liar. You are a liar. You can't stop me again. You can't stop this church again. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Number five, for restoration, you must demand your rights as a child of God. Stating what God has said. Leviticus 26.9. Leviticus 26.9. We're going to round off very soon. Leviticus 26.9. Leviticus 26.9. He says, he said, I will turn towards you and make you fruitful and multiply you. And I will confirm my covenant with you. That means that all the things you've lost, God will restore it back to you. I was hearing a man preach. He said, you know one thing I, I want to, you also to understand is the fact that you don't have to labor to enter into your rest. A man of God said, he said, someone came to me, he said, sir, God has told me for my covenant work with you, I must give to you every month. Another man of God said, this same man of God, he said, one tailor came to him. He said, sir, God has told me to start sewing your clothes. I don't need your measurement. From now on, you don't have to worry about what? Clothes. God's realm is a realm of possibilities. And he says here, he said, I will turn towards you and make you what? Fruitful and multiply you. And I will confirm my covenant with you. From now on, God's covenant of life is confirmed with you. You will not die before your time. You have good success. It is well with you. Now lay your hands on you and say, Father, decree something over your life. Say, it is well with me. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. The blessing of the Lord that make it rich and end of is on me. I am protected by God. I am covered in the blood. The power of God is on me. The blessing of God is on me. I go higher and higher. I step into a realm of possibilities. No more stopping me. No chains holding me. In Jesus' name, I have the victory. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. You let God know what his covenant is over you. See, when you pray, tell God what he has written. Your word says this. He said, greater is it that is in me, that is in the world. Let's say you are, you are taking, let's say, maybe say, taking exam now. Joshua 1.8. He said, you shall have what? Good success. Psalm 1. You shall, he said, whatever the man do, it shall prosper. If you are entering a business, Isaiah 48.17. He said, God teaches you how to profit. He leads you in the way you should go. Inform God. God, this is what your word says. If your child is being wayward, he said, I am my child. We serve God. If you are expecting children, Bible says in Psalm 115, he said your children shall be olive shoot around your table. There are different things that God says concerning what you are going through. There's a word. So when you are going with God, pick a word and let that word be your guide. God, this is what your word says. I stand on your word. Your word says I will be a lender and not a borrower. I am not going to borrow again. I'm dead free in the name of Jesus. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Number seven, ask God to reveal himself to you. Daniel 2.19 Ask God to reveal, and we stop there. Ask God to reveal Himself to you. Let's read Daniel 2:19, and we stop there. Daniel 2:19. Daniel 2:19 says here. It says the secret was revealed to Daniel in a what? Night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. The secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. We are going to rise to our feet. Let's rise to our feet, please. I'm going to say, Father, reveal yourself to me. Open my eyes to see more of you. Let's pray that prayer. 
Father, reveal yourself to me. Open my eyes to see more of you. In the name of Jesus. Father, reveal yourself to me. Open my eyes to see more of you. In Jesus' name. Reveal yourself to me, God. You help out the helpless. Reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We worship you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We are going to pray on that prayer. Say, Father, from now on, reveal secrets to me. Pray that prayer. Secrets, reveal them to me. Reveal secrets to me. In Jesus' name. You can trust me, Father. Reveal your secrets to me. I want you to trust me with your secrets. In the name of Jesus. Reveal your secrets to me. In the name of Jesus. Father, I worship you. Father, I bless your holy name. I exalt you, Lord. I thank you. Take all the glory. Take all the honor. Take all the adoration. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Master. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. There's an anointing here for those that are in debt, that God wants to free out of debt. So raise your hand if you are in debt and say, Father, free me from every debt. I am debt free. In Jesus' name, pray that prayer with conviction. I am debt free. I take the anointing for debt freedom. I will no longer owe any man. People will owe me. I'm a lender in Jesus' name. I am debt free. No more mortgages, no more car payments in Jesus' name. No more student loans in the name of Jesus. I am debt free in Jesus' name. This church is debt free. Let's pray. Say, Father, your church is debt free. Your church is debt free. From now on, we owe no bank in the name of Jesus. We are debt free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Two more prayers. Ezekiel 18, verse 2. Ezekiel 18, verse 2. I want us to read together. Ezekiel 18, verse 2. Ezekiel 18, verse 2. He said, the fathers has eaten sour grapes. And he said, the children's teeth are set on edge. Let's read together. One, two, ready, go. What mean ye that ye use these proverbs concerning the land of Israel? Saying, the fathers have what? They've eaten sour grapes. And the children's teeth are set on what? We're going to say, Father, anything flowing down my family line that is negative cannot affect me again. I am redeemed in the blood of Jesus. Pray with conviction. Anything flowing down family line, father, mother's side, uncle's side, I don't care where it's coming from. Everything negative will not affect me again. I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Anything stopping my fathers will not stop me. Anything holding them back will not hold me back. I claim my victory in the name of Jesus. The greater one live inside of me. And his name is Jesus. Take all the glory. Take all the honor. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Now let's pray for the church. Say, Father, anything stopping this church, we send it back to hell. In Jesus' name. Pray that prayer. Anything stopping this church, we send it back to hell in Jesus' name. Anything stopping RCC Peace Assembly, we send you back to hell. We claim the victory over this church. Peace Assembly, it is well with you. Peace Assembly, you are filled with workers. Peace Assembly, you are filled with people. Peace Assembly, you are filled with great men and women. Peace Assembly, you are filled with money. You, from now on, you march forward. And the gates of hell will not prevail over you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And the Bible says, in the book of Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, it says, your words were found, and I ate them. And your words became to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Your words were found, and I ate them. 
and your words became to me the joy and rejoicing of my say father aim me to start enjoying your presence father lord god reveal more to me in your presence let your presence be normal to me help me to enjoy the glory of who you are father lord god you said your words were found and i ate them and it became to me joy Father, let from now on, let me enter that realm where I enjoy your presence. Anywhere I go, I carry your presence. Anywhere I go, I carry your glory. Anywhere I go, I carry your power. In Jesus' name, I carry your presence, your strong presence, your strong glory, your strong power. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Do something new. In my life, something new in my life, something new in my life. Oh Lord, do something new, do something new in my life, something new in my life, something new in my life. Let me confusion now. Do something new, do something new in my life. Hey, something new in my life. Something new in my life. Oh Lord, do something new, do something new in my life. Something new in my life. Do something new. Say, Father, yeah, coach. Say, Father, take me to the next level. Let's pray that prayer. Father, push me to the next level. Push me to the next level. Lord, push us to the next level now. Push us to the next level. Push us to the next level. Push us to the next 